remember remember a couple years ago nikki when it was you me and matt and i was traveling for work and i was like yo i need you guys to handle the trade deadline podcast and this was the year that lebron basically traded the entire cavaliers team um yeah got, got rid of isaiah thomas and jay crowder and all those guys and just like unloaded everybody and brought in like jordan clarkson and larry nance and those guys it was a massive trade like seven players involved and i was like okay cool they got it they're gonna record the episode and they record the episode and nikki's like matt what do you think about this trade?" he's like it's crazy and nikki's like it was crazy all right, on to the next topic. And I'm like, I'm sitting there listening to it in San Francisco on my, on my trip for work. And I'm like, these guys are trying to ruin my fucking podcast. They're trying to tear my fucking podcast down. And I'm going to rip them both to shreds. I can't believe they did that on such a fucking crazy trade. And they were just like, damn. And that was it. You son of a bitches. You fucking damn. ruined trade deadline day. Damn, Cavaliers. You crazy. It was. Not, I was like, I can't believe the, one of the craziest trades we've ever seen. Two teams basically swapped seven players and all you had to say was that's crazy i fucking i i punched a pillow i punched a pillow right in his face and and you know what though jay shortly after that you fired matt and you brought me in it's true it's not too long after that where matt and i had to have a very serious conversation it wasn't wasn't, it was shortly shortly after that i had to have a serious we had to have a serious conversation i said hey man i love you love you well, because it turns out but, uh, having two guys who don't know all that much about basketball isn't great for a basketball podcast. It didn't help. But also, guys, in in uh, regards to that trade, all I would like to say is it was crazy. <laughs> you suck. You suck, man. Um, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 118 of NBA. The podcast tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk shit about Nikki and Matt and their stupid, terrible, no good, awful, bad NBA trade deadline takes. I'm your host. Hey, real quick. Yes. I have I have notes here, and I was like, what is this? And it was notes that were just titled Cat Calls and Blue Balls. And then what? I clicked on it, and it just says, damn, girl, you shit with that ass? I don't remember when I wrote that. <laughs> like two weeks ago. Wow. I'm going to guess that you were rock climbing? Of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know what? I have not remember what it was. I was going to – never mind. Don't worry about it. I remember what that was. It was mm. very stupid. I'm deleting mm. that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Sorry. Right. It's weird to, to see that, though, uh, like weeks later when you weren't paying attention. Oh, God. Sorry. I never, really derailed us there. Never write down You're going to talk about NBA stuff, right? Yeah. Well, we just talked some shit there. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jay Kiles. Just had two bowls of pasta, so I'm feeling nice and lethargic. It's perfect. I carb loaded right before this bad boy. It's gonna be a hell of a podcast. Um, uh, introduce yourself, uh, Mr. West Coast. Hi, I'm Nikki Kiles, aka Jeff TV Dinner. Teague V Dinner. Jeff okay, Teague better, Dinner. Better, 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 better. Still not good, but better. better. Dante deep dish Chenzo. deep deep dish Chenzo. Oh, that's that a tough good. one. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough it's one. Dante mouthful. deep dish it's Chenzo. A it is it's a fucking mouth like a deep dish. <laughs> oh, and from parts unknown, uh, 
I live the, in Chicago. Yeah, from from the from the the hard streets of Lincoln something probably. Uh, uh like you. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> introduce yourself, sir. Uh, hey, it's your boy Tad, uh, aka Dirk Nomiski. Oh, yeah, like he doesn't miss. Come on, oh, come on, that's good. I got it. I enjoy I got it. it off the top of my head. I said, "Ooh, I like uh, that." Eh, eh. Jay, you come up with one. And uh, okay, right now, give me here. You know, I'm better at it this way. You got to give me a. Uh, you got to give me a category. Here's the category. You have to use a name of somebody that was traded at this trade deadline. Ooh, love Boom. it. Nikki's in the fucking game, bro. Oh. Boom. Uh, Andre, little drumming boy. Okay, that was really easy. Give me now. Okay, uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Now, nah, now I'm feeling it. Now I'm feeling it. Okay. okay, people that got traded today. People that got traded today. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, trying to think of people. Uh, Jordan Bell Pepper. Dwayne Deadman walking. Uh, <laughs> Deadman, but sure. Uh, Dwayne Deadman walking. Deadman walking. I said. I said Jordan Bell Pepper. Jordan Bell Pepper. That's Andre, good. Andre Iguodale Lama. Ooh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see who else got traded today. Fuck. I have to think back. Dion. Um. Excuse me, waiters. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's okay. good because that's my good. mine was just about to be jay uh jay or uh jay clam <laughs> Chow, or clam crowder ah, good good <laughs> got it <laughs> um let's see that was good that was... i'm sorry i didn't laugh at that enough <laughs> <laughs> oh god what a bunch Dion of um, what a bunch of nonsense. Well, what better way to segue into the first topic on today's agenda? It's one of the greatest days in the NBA season. It's a trade deadline day. We're very fortunate to root for a sport and be appreciative of a sport that has a trade deadline that shit actually happens. NFL fucking yeah. comes and goes. MLB shit happens, but like every like third year a trade happens where you're like oh my god i can't believe that happened wow. usually it's like relief pitchers and fucking starting pitchers switching yeah. teams the nba though very rarely disappoints very rarely disappoints NBA on trade deadline day it's always good because like here's the thing in baseball like it's rare that you're and at the nfl i mean the nfl to a lesser extent than baseball but the big thing is like you it's rare that like one player is like the missing piece Right, you know, and uh, but in the NBA, it can be it can be huge, or right, like yeah. you know, or like a, a like a, a team like that's a contender. You know, maybe they trade for a guy that's on a one year deal on a fat contract, but they give up some like you know assets because they don't they didn't like it's an expiring deal. You know, after this year, they just need him for that that playoff push. So right. it, it it really is, and that's why it's the most fun, <clears throat> and that's why free free agency in the NBA is so much fun. Like it's it's entertaining in in the NFL and in baseball. Like don't get me wrong, but um, and hockey to a lesser extent. Hockey yeah. free agency is kind of meh, but like um, like it's because like th- these guys can one one guy can be like the the huge difference like i mean look at the rockets look at the Kenyon martin trade uh or, or not Kenyon, sorry kevin martin when the rockets you know traded kevin martin oh, and yeah. you know, a bunch of fucking random pieces of junk to oklahoma city for james harden who is uh, uh, you know arguably a top four player in the nba yeah well and the salary cap thing has a lot to it too because right? you're like moving money around and like you got to get creative and you wave guys and you bring guys over you have to like make salaries work so you trade two guys who both have like 
similar contracts and and yeah it's then the picks and there's just so many different nuances to the nba trades that make it so much more exciting um and it's the best it's the best trade deadline of all the trade deadlines so this is a pretty eventful one um i want to start yeah i want to hit the high notes i want to hit the highlights the big ones of the trade deadline just going to focus on a few here so we're going to start with one that happened a little bit earlier this week and i want to react to the 14 trade that led to uh mr clint capella ending up in atlanta Robert Covington ending up in Houston, Malik Beasley and uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez ending up in uh, in Minnesota. And oh wait, you're Puerto Rican. Wait, dude, what what language? What's the language in Puerto Rico? Puerto Rican. Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole. It's fucking Puerto Rican, dude. Okay, we don't speak Spanish. We speak Puerto well, Rican. And last I checked, Puerto Rico was kind of part of America, and in America we speak American. <laughs> Boy, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Ma- gonna it me- it's like they were made for each other. I'm. I'm gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna get my abuelita. And I'm gonna bring her down here, and she's gonna give you. She's gonna give you a piece of her mind. She could fucking. Mm. Anywho, she's probably a asleep. Understand, which is always more intimidating than somebody yelling at you in a language. You that you better don't. believe it. And she's that's super very re- true. Yeah, and she's super religious, so she's gonna say Jesus, Jesus Christos a couple times, and it will scare you. It will, it will fill you with the fear of God. Okay, you a God fearing man, you will be. Okay. Yeah. When I was in elementary school, we uh, got this new kid in our our class. His name was Jesus. and uh, he was a Hispanic a gentleman, uh, but this. Um, this kid in my class we were in like third or fourth grade fourth grade i believe this kid in my class called him zeus because he thought hey when people said hey zeus they were just like hey saying hey zeus <laughs> yeah oh god uh, gotta love not, not iowa yeah, i mean it, look, man, I grew up in the middle of nowhere iowa okay um i feel like i'm forgetting the fourth team in this trade who was the fourth team in this trade the sons I, I think i wasn't listening wait no no, it wasn't the Suns. Yeah, the, Denver, was the Suns. It was Denver, Minnesota. Was it a four-team trade or a three-team trade? It was four. It was right. No, it yeah, was... four. Denver, Minnesota, the, the Hawks, and the Ra- and the Rockets. Oh, that's right. Doink. Bella had oh, to come from somewhere. Yeah, and Nene got traded to Atlanta. You're right. Okay, because I so I got all four teams. Oh, who got traded to Denver? Oh, uh, Shabazz Napier, who they just traded. Oh, that's right. They just traded uh, him today too. <laughs> so much to pop. read. Oh yeah, Kade Bates Diop uh, is a low key good pickup. Noah Vonla. Oh, that's right. Vonla, however you pronounce it. And oh, God, who is the last person? Was somebody that hasn't played much this year? Gerald Green. Oh right. Okay, got it. Okay, so uh, we got okay. all the major. We got all the major parts of this. There, I, I believe there might have been some picks that were exchanged. But um, reactions when you saw this trade, guys. How do you guys? How do you guys uh, see Clint Capella fitting in Atlanta? I mean, it's I'm a excited good for, for them. <laughs> I'm sorry, there was three people talking at the same time. So uh, you guys are talking about. You want to try that again? Go ahead. Go ahead, Ted. <laughs> now he refuses. Can to I talk. speak? Can I speak now? Yes, you can. Please. No, do. I thought it was a good trade. I mean, they really need defensive help, rebounding help. Uh, they need kind of all the help they can get. Um, they need somebody to patrol the paint because uh, God knows every offensive player blows right by Trey Young. So, uh, I mean, good move. He's under contract for a long time. Like, yeah, and he's you young. Can, you can you can build around what they have now. Uh, whether they do it the right way, we'll see. But yeah, yeah good. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, and I I think I texted to the group when the trade happened. I was just like, I'm just thinking about that that Trey and Clint Capella pick and roll at the top of the key, and it's just like 
it's making me wet. You know, it's just gets, it's just getting me excited. It's getting me excited because Trey Young is just such such a playmaker. Just yes, such a playmaker. Um, and like when when you see the way that Clint Capella thrived with James Harden, I'm not saying it's going to be exactly the same, but the style of play of of being able to be a deep threat to work with Clint, Clint Capella off the pick and roll. Um, I like it. And it was the, it was the one position that they hadn't filled yet in terms of, you know, their, their young building blocks for the future. You know, you have shooting guard, pretty much covered small forward, power forward, you know, everything's pretty much covered point guard center was the only position that was still up in the air. I think they were like starting Alex land and a bunch of other randos. Um, I'm concerned yeah. if you think that position for them is covered because like, if we're saying that every position for them is covered, that's really, really bad. Cause that's, not, really, what I'm, really bad. that's not exactly what I mean. But what I'm saying is like, it, it was the one position where they didn't have a guy who were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to see how this works out. Like there was nobody there. Alex Len was just, he was filler. There was nobody that was playing center where they were like, this is a project that we're going to invest time in. Everybody else yeah, on that they- roster it's, you know, John Collins is a project for them that they're going to invest time in. He seems pretty promising. You know, Kevin Horter, Herter had a really good rookie season, has had an up and down sophomore season, but like is a project that they're investing time in. Cam Reddish is a fucking, I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed with, who, with the basketball player he ended up being because I was very high on him going at, into Duke. And then his yeah. freshman year was really bad. And then he got drafted low because of it. And his rookie season has just been like, the amount of times where I'm like, oh, Cam Reddish is playing? Oh, fuck. I didn't even realize he was out there. Like, if you're, if yeah. you're in an NBA game and I can't even tell that you're out there, it's not a good sign. It's just no, it's bad. not good. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I mean, he's a rookie. Moved? Yeah, him and Jabari got moved today for Dwayne Dedman, who goes back to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. I'm glad De- Dedman's out of fucking Sacramento because he was unhappy, to say the least. He yeah. uh, he played he 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 played a couple years in Orlando and I thought he was really good like he should be oh yeah he should be playing out there I don't know why he's not I mean, but... he should, he's he's a pretty good player like yeah. he's not I mean don't don't get me wrong like he's not uh, like a, a game changer but that is a no. solid big man off the bench yeah yeah, yeah. and that's exactly yeah. what you want out of him um uh, <laughs> hey guys real quick so sorry um I just want to let you guys know I now have the 2020 trade deadline tracker uh off of Reddit from user Creeper Mercer. He has oh. everything listed out. Why don't you share? So I'll it? be able to say I'm gonna, I'm going to be able to say everything. Oh yeah, I can share it up here. What am I talking about? Oh my god, guys, technology. Ooh, technology. While well, Nikki's doing that. Technology. Here's the big the big question that came out of this whole thing was um okay, so Robert Covington goes to Houston. They got rid of Clint Capella and Nene and they're basically going to be playing <laughs> PJ Tucker at the five and boy, have there been a lot of fun, just like <laughs> so many fun memes. The internet has done, believe it. they've done such they're a good job with this. So the space jam one, the, the fucking space jam one's space great. Good <laughs> that picture though. I was just dying. Like I was dying because he posted it. <clears throat> on Instagram and like just leaned into it hard yes. like when he was like, no, not the stilts. Like I, <laughs> I laughed at that for probably 10 minutes last uh, night. It was so good. I it's, couldn't quit laughing. I, listen, the Rockets have all have over the last six, seven years, really the last four years. When you think about it, they've done things against the grain. They've done things that are non-traditional. They've played very small lineups. They have played PJ Tucker at the five in the playoffs and it's worked um, for very long hours. <laughs> hours minutes. Minutes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it probably feels like hours. 
look, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like Robert Covington is a really good three and D wing, uh, and and is a good asset to have. Um, Nikki, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on this 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 trade that uh, that happened for the Rockets and and this fit um, Robert Covington? Um, all right, so we're looking at this now. I mean. I'm I'm actually I'm just very I can't believe I'm saying this from like even just two seasons ago I'm I'm so happy Robert Covington's out of Minnesota oh fuck yeah he deserves better fuck yeah he's a I mean I was a big supporter of the Timberwolves for a long time but like yeah oh my god I'm so happy Robert's not there anymore uh I think Jordan Bell's no longer at Houston because he ended up getting sent to um, the Grizzlies. Yeah, Memphis. Later on for for Cabocolo. Yeah, fucking Bruno. Cabocolo. Yeah, Bruno Cabocolo. He's, he's still two um, years away from being two years away. <laughs> Bruno Cabocolo well, is 10 years away from being anything. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing shit. Um, let's see. Clint Capella. I'm so happy. I like. I think that's gonna be awesome. Him and Trey Young. I'm so like psyched for that. That's gonna be so much fun to watch. I don't think he's going to alone help Atlanta become a playoff team. They still they need more a lot more. I feel like, but I'm very excited to have that little pick and roll. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, Minnesota. Who knows what's going on there? I think Quantro will be fun. But I don't know what the fuck's gonna go I'm, over there. I'm I'm excited to see Malik Beasley get unleashed because they're gonna. I mean, yeah, they, I they're gonna start true. him at they're gonna start him next to D'Lo, and I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, it'd be D'Lo, him, and then at who's at the three and the four? <laughs> who fucking knows, I man? I can't even think of who the fucks on that team now because they traded a lot of people today. Um, who gives a fuck? And then I don't really think it. I'm assuming that Denver's gonna get rid of a lot of that those guys or something. Vonley's probably gone know. already. They already traded Shabazz and Gerald Green's probably a he's probably a buyout. He's probably gonna get bought out. Well, Gerald Green's NBA career, I think, is over. Uh, I mean, yeah, he contributed last year. The thing is, people keep saying that about him, and then every couple of years he comes back and you're like, know, oh shit, fucking Gerald Green, come back and like, like sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, this guy's still in the league. I I don't. <laughs> oh, his career's probably over. Yeah, most likely. Um. And they got a first from Houston, which is fucking kudos. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so um, is Houston, like, are they, did they, are they giving up? No, not at all. They're going all in. What they're doing is they're finding a guy who can guard on the perimeter because they have two guards that can't. A guy who can also stretch the floor, which you need that around guys like Russ and James Harden. Like, Robert Covington is a, is a playoff battle-tested player um, who adds a lot, and, I'm, and a lot of people were vying for his services. I think, so are, yeah. I mean, so are they... They're they're sticking okay, so like, to the I guess, are they, like early fifties basketball six like, eight and below. Are they are they literally just like okay whatever we'll give up points in the paint and rebounds because like your two is not as good as our three like is yeah. that the plan that it seems that way. I, it seems this, like this it's going like, all in like, on the best five. I, I obviously know that they're not actually giving up. Like that, that was like hyperbole, but like are they good word? This feels like a case of of Mark. Dan Tony trying to be smarter than everybody else, and it could work, but I don't think it will. Yeah, um, I like I. It's it is really weird to be like, oh yeah, if you're taller than because like they played a six, uh, they said it was a six six lineup was the tallest guy in their lineup, and that was the first time since 1969. I remember seeing that. Yeah. I mean, like they, they and it's did like once upon a time start Chuck six foot six or six foot five Chuck Hayes at center. 
Right. It's not unheard of. Yeah. I mean, that was like years ago. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not yeah. unheard of, but PJ Tucker is not Chuck Hayes. Like Chuck Hayes had a skill set that was unique to, I mean, he, he was unique to a center. He had a, he had a bigger body and he was a rebounding machine. Like PJ Tucker is like, a phenomenal. Chuck phenomenal Hayes was like a significantly less offensively talented Charles Barkley. He's yeah. just a big old guy that could just snag rebounds. Right. Not that tall, old, but his body to yeah really was he had a big butt that's it he had a big oh, butt truck with the that's truck what with you the, need yeah. you need that big butt Chuck um, with a big butt who won the trade Oof. Atlanta uh probably Atlanta I feel like probably yeah Atlanta won that one if we're getting Here's a thing, W like, I'm, not, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that uh Minnesota won the trade because until Minnesota figures out their culture problems, this is it's. I feel bad for Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley goes from one of the best cultures in the league, best locker rooms in the league, to one that is unbelievably toxic. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna give Minnesota any props until they actually do something with talent that they accumulate. Yeah. Well, since we're on the topic of Minnesota, we may as well just move on to this trade because this was the one that sold the day. Um, and this one, I was when the when when the Woj bomb hit, I was shocked. Um, so obviously, for the listeners, if you paid any attention today, you know that D'Angelo Russell was traded to Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins. Um, there was also a lot more that came back in that trade. So all in all. Minnesota gets D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Omari Spellman. And in exchange, the Warriors get Andrew Wiggins. They get a top three pick, uh, protected pick for 2021 uh, as, as a first and a second pick, second uh, second round pick from 2020, 2021 as well. Fuck. Um, many of the draft experts would agree that the this year's draft is not very strong, but 2021 is supposed to be much stronger. Coincidentally, the 2021 free agent class, also very strong. Um Guys, thoughts when you saw this trade hit? I'll let Nikki go first. Okay. Um, I'm happy for D'Angelo Russell getting to play with his buddy like he's always wanted to. Andrew Wiggins, I don't. I think he's done. I don't really expect much out of him. I, he just he doesn't <clears throat> seem to give a shit. I mean, it'll be fun for him because fucking both – Clay will come back and they'll be a better team. But like I don't know. I don't I don't know. He's gonna be on that bench. No, he's not. I'm assuming. No, he's not. I mean he'll start now. No, I he'll start. He, no, he's go he's going to he's going yeah, to yeah. start. The only yeah, guy the only guy that would have prohibited him from starting was Glenn Robinson. He got traded to the Sixers today. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he's gonna start. Sad. I guess that, that meme I sent you guys where it's Homer all like just not paying attention everyone else in the car pissed at him and they were saying that that was Wiggins in the starting lineup that's <laughs> really really hits home now that I realized that there was no way he would eventually get put to the fucking bench especially with that contract I I don't know Andrew Wiggins sucks I like and I'm wondering if he was the problem I don't think he was because I also think Cat isn't much he's not much of a leader I just you don't see it he's not he's not yeah um, and D'Angelo Russell also not much of a leader. I feel like I don't know. I would argue he's, that he he's was, okay. He's a leader I mean, on that, with the Nets, on that it Nets was team pretty last good. year. They loved yeah, him, and that's true. I, I would argue I, that I'm they should have. I would have argued that they should have brought him back and just said, "Fuck you, Kyrie." 
I think they would have been yeah, better. I don't disagree with that. I don't either. Uh, Tad, reactions to the trade? Thoughts? Yay. My time to shine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is uh, actually a really good trade by both teams, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the Warriors won this one. So, uh, Andrew Wiggins, yeah, I agree. I don't think that he has a ton of passion for basketball. I just don't think – I don't think he sees basketball as anything other than – like, you and I go to work every day. Nikki, you go to work every day. Like, the three of us go to work every day. Like, and I, I don't I, – like, I like my job insofar as that I have to have one. You know, like, if I was right. really wealthy, right. I can tell you right now, I wouldn't fucking show up tomorrow. Um, but having Likewise. said that, I don't feel like – I don't – Andrew Wiggins, it seems like this is just like – it's just a job, you know? Like he goes, he shows up, he does his job, he goes home. This is a good change of scenery for him. This is going somewhere where they have won things. They have a good locker room culture. Yep. They have great leadership in Steph um, and then to a lesser extent Draymond. And honestly, on this team, all Andrew Wiggins, there's no pressure on him. Yep. All Andrew Wiggins has to do is be better than Harrison Barnes. Yep. Like that's <clears throat> literally all he has to do. So yep. – it's good. It's good for him. And like, honestly, like, you know, my feeling I've disparaged him enough on this podcast. I'm not going to do it right now. Um, dude, I really hope he succeeds there. I really truly want him to do well. Uh, he is a talented player. There is no doubt in my mind that he is a supreme talent in this league. He just has to put it together. Yeah. Like that's the big thing. Yeah. Um, and so not only that, but then like also that top three protected pick, uh, and not in the, the, you know, in the, in the 2021 draft, uh, that's great. Yep. The, the fucking Timberwolves suck. And yep. this trade, yeah. D'Angelo Russell is a good, is a good addition to that team, but they still won't play any defense. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be much better. That said, they're not bad enough to be bottom three in the league. Yep. So. I mean, yeah. and I know like the new lottery system, like there's still a chance that they get a top three pick. It's better than it normally would be under the old lottery rules. But having said that, like there's a good chance that Golden State adds a pretty solid piece to their team. Like there's a good chance that's a, that's a, I mean, that is 100% a lottery. Pick. I'll yep. tell you right now. Yep. If that's yeah. not a lottery pick, I will show my butt on this podcast. I'll oh, do it. I don't oh, want you know what? Please I would pay you not to. Yeah, you Please. don't have to. I'll do it. Good. No, but to play, you don't. Just don't. You don't have to. You don't I don't know where else I was going with that, so like that's where it had to go. I, I <laughs> well, let's. Um, let's. I'm glad you ended it there. Um, no, but like that. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like this is this is good for them. D'Angelo Russell, um, dude. There was just no way that was going to work in Golden State. The only reason they signed him to that contract was so that they could ultimately trade him at some point. He was kind of going to be a stopgap. We saw what it looked like with him and Steph on the floor at the same time. It is not good. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is a it was fine. fine. It was a fine. Good offensive player, but like he's he plays defense like Trey Sucks Young, but doesn't defense. score like him. Yeah. You know, um, but it, he's it'll be good for him in Minnesota. He'll get to play a little buddy ball with Cat. The Wolves will still be bad. I hope that uh, Timberwolves fans aren't looking at this as uh, like the move that they needed to make to get over the hump. Mm. But uh, but but it still makes them better. Yeah. Um, I agree. That said, the the Warriors one hundred percent won won the trade. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree I, that the Warriors won. Yeah, I I, I that, think that twenty twenty first pick. Yeah, I mean ultimately, like, so here's the thing, D'Angelo Russell. The, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off again, but I just want to say this: I think the Warriors win that that this trade even without that pick. Uh, just I, dis- with I disagree. Wiggins. I disagree with that. Here's why. So the reason that I disagree with that sentiment is 
when you look at this trade and really the same reason why they signed D'Angelo Russell is you're taking a flyer on a guy who is, who's got a big contract, but is secured for a couple more years. I think Andrew Wiggins got like four more years left on that contract. Um, so he's going to be around for a while somewhere, right? You take a flyer on that guy because you know, this season's already done. You're already the worst team in the NBA, but next year when clay and Steph come back to Taz point, this is now a guy who can take over as the number three scoring option, which was he that in Minnesota with Jimmy Butler and Cat? Yes. But to Tad's point, Golden State is the mecca in terms of basketball culture in the NBA right now. Um, and you have a system and you have uh, a culture of winning and a culture of accountability and all these really good things um, that Andrew Wiggins hasn't had in his career. Now, the reason that I disagree with the whole, like, had they not gotten this first round pick thing, um, it still would have been a good trade. Ultimately, they're in acquisition mode of assets. The first round pick is an asset. It's unprotected. Andrew Wiggins, if he does not work out, is the perfect trade piece to add to the first round pick that they're inevitably going to have this year and add it to the one that they acquired in this trade for somebody, an, a star on another team. I don't know, Giannis or anybody else who may be, fuck, they might be able to use this shit to swing another trade with Minnesota and bring Cat over. Like, there are some, there are some real potential. There's some real potential. Wait, here. And then Andrew Wiggins just goes right back to Minnesota? Right back to Minnesota. They can do it, they can do it in the summer. They've, if they have the pieces and Cat is still like, yo, get me the fuck out of here. And that's just one example. But the point that I'm trying to make is, Andrew Wiggins is the perfect piece in this trade because they were able to grab this first round pick because now if they see a star who's disgruntled and wants to get out, they pair that with their first round pick this year and Andrew Wiggins big ass contract that they'll be able to match with another big ass contract. And now you've got the brand new dubs, you know, like Golden State Warriors fucking dynasty starting over again with a younger revitalized team. Um, And frankly, look, I like D'Angelo Russell. Last year, he had a really great season. He was an all-star. Well, he was an injury replacement all-star last year. Let's be clear on that. Um, arguably, most improved player last year. It was well-deserved. Again, not, not arguing with that. Um, he's not a top 10 point guard in the league. Like, not right now. No. I mean, absolutely not. No, and, no. and really, and really, he's not a point guard. Like he's really not a point guard. Combo guard. He's a. He's more of a. He's a two guard. He's not a playmaker. Call him than he is. Uh, a fuck. I don't know. Kyle Lowry. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. When he was good in Brooklyn last year, they they had a nice even mix of him with the ball and him playing off the ball because he is a good shooter. I really hope yeah. that in Minnesota, Ryan Saunders does not just put him and Cat in a pick and roll because it's going to be bad for them moving forward. That's exactly, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. They probably will. And it's really, it's really disappointing because like, they, 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 were, they were all about getting him in the summer, did everything that they could to get him today. And I don't think this is a bad trade for either team. I want to be clear here. I, don't think, I, I think either team came out here with a positive, but I think – Bob Myers is just playing – he's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers, man. Like, he's thinking five moves ahead, always. I, and I agree with you on the assets thing. Like, Golden State desperately needs assets. Like, their best players are over 30. But yeah. having said that, though, like, if they're going to make another, like, title run, like, even without the pick, like, the, the, the Wiggins pickup has enough upside to it that, like, it's still a good trade, and I still think they, they win that even without the pick. Um, sure. I also think this. Andrew Wiggins is either going to – 
play well for them or Draymond Green is going to kill him. So likely, yeah. Like that is very true. You know, like he's either gonna fucking shape up or or there's no ship out in this case, except it it, he will be shipped out in a body bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now Draymond Green killed him. I will say. I will say. (laughs) To go from Jimmy to Draymond. Well, and that's exactly what I was about to say. Is like he didn't respond super well to Jimmy. It's gonna be interesting to see how he vies with Dre, because like, like. Coming out of the draft, everybody was like, yo, Andrew Wiggins has all the tools to be a 20-point-per-game scorer and a phenomenal defender on the wing because of how athletic he is. And he just hasn't been, but it's an effort thing. Like, it's literally just an effort thing. He just doesn't He just doesn't put the effort in to be a good defensive player. And see, here's um, yeah. the big thing is, like, you say it's going to be interesting to see how he responds to Draymond, but I think he's going to respond really well because here's the difference. When he was in Minnesota, they already had this culture established, and Jimmy came in and rocked the boat and was like, yo, this is the what the fuck you guys need to do to be successful. Right. And uh, it's like that meme where it's like they hated Jesus because he told them the truth. And, like, they, they Wait, hated Did you just call Jimmy Butler Jesus? Is that what you just said? I, I did. I just compared uh, Jimmy Butler to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, Jimmy Butler is your savior. Uh, they he's also ca- been right with every team he's left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's Sorry. made every team better. But I mean, here, here's the thing. Like he came in, he challenged their current culture. They didn't like that. Well, guess what? Andrew Wiggins, you ain't the man anymore. Like you're right. not the guy. Like you were not the number one pick. They got traded there. Right. Uh and, like you you are now it is different. Like, like you you are in a, yeah. in a in a different place and like there's already an established culture and you're gonna buy in and we're gonna get you you're gonna fucking you're out. Like, right. The, the so, difference is, is Jimmy came into his house. He's going into somebody else's house now. Exactly. It's yeah. a different situation. That's exactly it. Yeah. No, I agree. Right. That's I got long-winded true. to say what you just said in a very clear. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Um, let's like move on. I like my own voice, so I like to talk sometimes. I get it. Let's move on to the, understand next, it. the next big trade that happened last night. Uh, Andre Iguodala finally exits, um, finally exits Memphis after a really, really weird situation over there. Um, is traded to the Miami Heat alongside Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder. Um. Well, actually, I think Solomon Hill got traded to the Heat in exchange for James Johnson. But anyways, um, and the Memphis Grizzlies get Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters, who got bought out, and Gorgie Dang. Um, Jang? Gorg- Gorg- isn't it Gorgie? Jang. Gorgie Gorg- Dang. Gorgie Jang. Gorgie Jang. Jang. Dang. Gorgie, right? Gorgie. That I don't know, uh, but I do know they keep on saying Jang. <laughs> in any case. Um, also, did no. Um, Solomon Hill is is going to Miami. Yeah. Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. From, yeah. from Memphis. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. From yeah. So, Memphis, yeah. yeah. So, and James Johnson got traded for Gorgie Dang, just to be clear here. That's that's where I fucked mm-hmm. up. Uh, in any case, um, this was a really weird – this whole thing with Andre Iguodala was really weird. Like, even this week, Dylan Brooks was calling him out, and John Morant was kind of calling him out a little bit. And they were basically like, I can't a wait till he gets traded. John Morant, called, John Morant called him out. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. They both uh, 100%. Did. Even today, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm so glad to have a player who's better and who's actually going to pl- want to play with us. Um, yeah, <laughs> who's who's to blame here with this Andre Iguodala thing? Like, in your opinion, who created this monster? Was it Andre or was it Memphis? Who could have stopped it? Andre Iguodala well, could have stopped it. No, no, no. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna say, it. dude, fuck that. I don't give a fuck that you're a, a like. I mean, I honestly, actually, shouts to him for at the age of 35 or 36, whatever it is, like finessing his way into uh, two extra years. At, at 30 I know million. that's crazy. Yeah. Like just like cushioning <laughs> his retirement plans. Um, but at the same time, dude, no. Memphis has they are not to blame at all. They acquired him. You are being paid a salary by the team. It is your job to suit up and play for them. Yep, I agree. Created all the problems. 
and now he's being rewarded. Is he being rewarded though? Fuck because yeah, dude. Now wait, he's gonna go play in Miami. Yeah, but he I got mean, yeah. and he got paid. He's going to a team that is one of the upper echelon teams in the Eastern Conference. They really didn't give much up because Justin Winslow only played eleven games this year, so it's not like he was contributing. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, he won. He wins this whole situation. Yeah, I mean, good, good for him. Um, that said, Memphis gets a lot better, and not because of Justice Winslow, but because of uh, Gorgie Dang. I like Gorg- Gorgie Dang. Gorgie Dang's not moving the needle, and I, re- I refuse to believe that Ju- Justice Winslow is a good player. Here's what I will say: he's not he's not yes, a good he player. Yes, he's he an is. average defender. He's an average defender, and he is horribly inefficient. He's not good. Like I'm sick of this narrative. Like just because he was good in college and he was the number nine pick, and like. He's like a, a like freak athlete. He's not good. He was great last year for them when they moved into the point guard. That was what I was just about to say. Is my concern is that Justice Winslow at his best was playing point guard for Miami last year. He was defending well. He was playmaking. He's not an offensive stalwart by any stretch of the imagination, but he is a good playmaker and he's is a good defender. I refuse. I think the word you're looking for there is stalwart, but sure. So what did I say? Stalwart? Like Dante? Stalwart, like Dante stalwart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in any case he's a career 40% shooter again I'm not saying I'm not saying he is a, a a he's not an offensive weapon but he is a playmaker and he is a good defender like he is somebody he is very he is the he is the small forward equivalent of Marcus Smart like that's just what he is he's Marcus Smart he's not nearly I would I take can't Marcus shoot as well Smart though 10 times Marcus Smart can't shoot for shit Marcus Marcus shooting? bro Marcus Smart hit 11 threes the other day but he shot 24 of them and the Celtics lost. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's a lot of threes. Do you know what I mean? Like he shot because nobody else was hitting and he was hitting. They let him go and they lost anyways to the fucking Suns. Like he's not a good shooter. He hasn't been a good shooter his entire career. Who, Marcus Smart? Yeah, Marcus Smart. He wasn't a good shooter in college either. Yeah. Yeah. He was he just, shoot, he was never just mind. He, shoot, he was a volume shooter in college. That's what he was. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's shooting 35% uh, percent from three. It's not and uh, yeah, but you want to hear something wild? 35 from three, 37.9, still 38 field goal percentage. Oof. By all accounts, Justice Winslow is a very average player. And I, I, I disagree. In some cases, I think you, you could say he's above average. Like, I think he's perfect for that team, except for the fact that he won't be able to play point guard. But he does give you a secondary playmaking option, which is exactly what most teams need and want. Yeah. Or off, like off the bench if need be, he right. can help with the second unit. Right. Um, because do you think he's starting? I don't think. He's oh starting. hell yeah, he's starting yeah, once he comes back healthy. Once he's healthy, yeah, of course he's gonna think, start. Yeah, I guess it's gonna be true. it's gonna be him, Dylan Brooks, uh, John Morant, John Morant, probably Jonas and Jaron Jackson. Like that's your starting five. I love it. Yeah, I really do. Here's here's why Memphis wins this trade. Andre Iguodala wasn't playing. At all. Yeah, he wasn't doing shit. At all. They got rid of him and got people who were going to contribute. They now have a guy who is a secondary playmaker who is who is a defensive – who is going to play defense and is actually going to play. It's a positive. You know who lost? James Johnson. Uh, Yeah, well, no. Actually, you know, the only bad thing for Memphis is Jay Crowder was actually a positive for them. Like, he's not a, he's not a great player anymore. He's shooting 30% from three, and, like, he's just not a good offensive player. Hasn't been a good shooter for – since yeah. his like first season with Boston, but he gave them a toughness that like they're kind of going to lose now, which kind of sucks for that young team. I think they needed him, and and to throw him in this trade was kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I'm kind of sad he's gone. Uh, but like, I, don't know, I I think I 
I think he's going to, I mean, he's going to do very well in Miami. He's going to fit with that kind of culture. Uh, does he, uh, does he like, he was really, yeah, I mean, he's a, we're a fringe playoff team. He's a hard, hardworking guy who will contribute. If they need minutes out of him, they'll get it. I, but they have those guys already. That's why I like the Jay Crowder thing doesn't really get me excited, which like, if you're Miami, like, did you, did you need him? Did you need, was like, it, I guess, I guess that was, that was what they needed to get. Thing? Yeah. Well, I think they just wanted to get rid of Deion Waiters too. So like, it was just like, okay, who, who matches up? Okay. Give us straight Jay Crowder. Like he's better than Deion Waiters for sure. Yeah. Does this, that uh, make sense. Yeah, yeah, I the, understand that. The bigger question here is, does this trade, does this trade make Miami a real threat to win the East? No. 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 I mean, I mean, no. No. Well, no. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's nah, it's Maybe. We don't know what, what Andre Iguodala we're the getting. East, the East is wide open. It is. It really is. The, the 76ers, I've never seen a team fade so fast. Yeah, I'm. I have. I had very high hopes for them, and I've. I've since lost hope. You, you, you should. You should have lost hope, because they stink. They're bad. They're not doing they're good. Are. They're. They're bad. I mean, they. They just. They. They have. They're they not have bad. They're like people. relative to the rest of the Eastern Conference powerhouse teams. Are they like they've six? Been, they've been, aren't they like six bad. seed right now? Yeah, they've been bad recently. I, they're I not playing very well. They've been um, very they bad. Lost, bad. They I lost. just got an update on my phone. This game uh, has been over for a while now. For so I'm weird. I'm, it's weird that I just got the update. Uh, Orlando. Um, sorry, I mocked you guys earlier this year for the Bulls losing to the Knicks because Orlando lost to them tonight. <laughs> yes, one hundred five to one hundred three, and Wait, the Bucks no. beat the Sixers one twelve to one hundred one. <laughs> the Marcus Giannis Morris had, list, Knicks. What? They didn't even have Marcus Morris. It's a very yeah. good point. Um, um, yeah, Alfred Payton, former uh, Magic, uh, great. <laughs> he had uh, fifteen points, four rebounds, <clears throat> and, and and nine assists. Get him! Get him! Uh, uh, oh, he had, he also had seven steals. <laughs> oh my god! At, at, at first, I thought that was blocks, and was like, holy shit! But then I was like, oh, it's just steals. And then I was like, oh, it's just steals. <laughs> um since I guess since we're on the subject and we talk about the Knicks, um Marcus Morris got traded um to the LA Clippers yeah. for uh along well it was like a three team trade. I think he got traded with Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah who Thomas. unfortunately was released, which God, that makes me so fucking sad, man. Yeah. It really it's like a it's a super bummer. Um He'll get picked Knicks, up by someone. Maybe. Who fucking who for who? Where's he going? Chicago Bulls. Honestly, I'll take him. Fucking, I take okay. him over most of the shit that we have. I give him all of Archie Diakonos minutes, every single one of them. No way, dude. I love Archie Diakonos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly, name. clearly. Hey, uh, Archie Diakonos, don't know his fucking name. He's an undersized white guy that can shoot threes. Uh, yeah, very undersized. Uh, the Knicks in the in the trade get Mo Harkless. The rights to Isuf Sanon, who is playing overseas. Uh, 2020 first round draft pick. Uh, 2021 first round pick swap and Detroit's uh, 2021 second round pick. Uh, and then Jerome Robinson goes to Washington in exchange for Isaiah Thomas to make all the money work. Um, thoughts on Marcus Morris as a clipper. That's a weird personality to put in that locker room. Uh, I don't love it. Yeah. I, agree. I also think the Knicks won this trade to some degree. They got some assets, uh, Mo Harkless is a fine player. I mean, he doesn't really move the needle. But that said, 
having Mo Harkless on the team, you do now. You, your fans are now able to say, "How could you be Mo Harkless?" <laughs> you know, like no. that kind of song. Yeah. Okay. No. I- uh, no. The the Knicks the Knicks didn't really win the trade, but the, it was a good trade for the Knicks. Uh, if Marcus Morris plays the way that he has been playing all season, then the Clippers very clearly won. But it's a weird, it's a weird personality to put in that locker room. He's very loud and outspoken. Uh, I don't know how that jives with Kawhi and his like very quiet and just like your play due to talking demeanor. Um, Paul George is obviously a pretty good leader. Um, I think that's pretty evident based on the teams that he's played on and the the way that like his his current former teammates talk about him. Yeah. Um, so. It, I'm interested to see if Doc Rivers can manage Marcus Morris and his personality. For this, this to me felt more like a don't let the Lakers get him trade than a let's make ourselves better trade. Because um, I agree with you. I think, I think Mark, Marcus Morris over the last two seasons has been given the opportunity to just score at will. And he has. And he's done it with success. The issue is you already have two of those guys on this team. So you can't have a third. There's just not enough. There's not enough time. There's only one ball on the court. I, the, the entire purpose of bringing Mo Harkless into the fold was to have a three and D wing guy, which early in the season, he looked to be that. And then he kind of like tapered um, and has since like, well, nice traded. So um, I, I doubt that Marcus Morris is going to slot into that he's definitely not going to slide into the D portion, but the, the, I don't see him like, I don't, I don't know how comfortable he is with being this role player that they need him to be. And that's my concern. I completely agree with Tad, but that's why I say, I think this was more because the Lakers, are the other team that were like really, really out there trying to, to bring him out. And I think the, the only reason that trade didn't happen is because they refused to trade Kyle Kuzma, which, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, is, is it out out of bounds to say that Marcus Morris has been like slowly like siphoning off talent from his brother Markeith recently, like <laughs> a couple of years? Because like if you look at their career trajectories, like early on in their careers, it was like, oh yeah, Markeith is way better. Marcus yep. Morris stinks. I agree. And now like Markeith Morris is like he has injury problems all the time. He's like falling off. His his numbers have gotten progressively worse, while yeah. Marcus Morris has gotten progressively better. Yeah. It's very weird, and I, it's like maybe sort of this like thing where like they they like trade off their powers. Um, also, people forget that the Morris brothers are scumbags, but like you they're know. they're weird, man. They have they have matching tattoos. They signed a contract together in Phoenix, like literally. I remember that they signed a contract. They were both on the contract. They made the same amount of money. Their relationship, like Nikki, I love you. You are my brother. It, mm-hmm. I I don't love you enough to get matching tattoos and share a bank account. Like that's that shit's just weird. I'm it's not even gonna get weird. a tattoo, let alone the same one you got. Uh, also, I mean, remember when they beat that guy that just like within inches like, of his life? Yeah, like, that wasn't great. No, didn't know about that one. That sucks. Wow. I mean, allegedly. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird. But thing. like, it's um, kind of like. Kind of like scum. Like I just, I'm not a fan. I don't like either of them. And it like sometimes when I'm like, oh, they're playing really well, and like this and that, and I'm like, God, I feel kind of shitty saying that because like they're, they just seem like scumbaggy people. I'm just <clears> not league. a fan. Every league has them. Uh, Nikki, thoughts on that trade? This is what I think is gonna happen, folks. It's gonna sit down, talk to Doc Rivers, Paul George a little bit. They're gonna have a little bit of a chat. Then lights go off. 
What's happening? Lights go back on. Kawhi Leonard is standing behind him. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard puts his size 42 hands on Marcus's <laughs> face. And all you hear is, you play how I want you to play, and we win a ring. And then Marcus just goes, yep, I got it. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm he, shitting myself right now. I understand this. No, he goes, I play how you want me to play. Yeah. And we win a ring. Yeah, and then that's it. And then he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then they win a ring. Wow, that was delayed, but good yeah. job. Sorry. <laughs> and then they win a, and then they win a ring, <clears throat> barring that the Bucks don't actually end up winning. Yeah, and then and then uh, on the on <laughs> during the parade, Marcus Morris just wakes up. He's like, "What the? Where the fuck am I? What happened? <laughs> what happened?" <laughs> oh. And then he gets traded. We should, um, we should write a screenplay. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, Hollywood. Yeah, ship that shit around, dude. <laughs> the screenplay we haven't written. The one that we just we just um, wrote it. Um, yeah, I I agree that he is not going to fit with that team, but I think he will add value during the regular season, and then. When the playoffs come, I don't think he's gonna fucking play. I do, I completely disagree with that. They have to fit him in. You don't make this trade and not play him. Really? I think that I think that he'll end up not playing <clears throat> as much, unless he unless he proves to like really be able to help out at all points in time. Well, he's not gonna play as but much like, as he I, played in New York, but like, yeah, he's going to yeah. play. He's he's they just made a huge. No, trade I know he's gonna play. I'm not I'm not acting like he's gonna be benched every game. I'm just, actually any games. I just think like his minutes will be cut. I'm as interested to see on. that motherfucker's a dog. Like he plays, he, he plays to tough as shit. Like yeah. he, he was, he was that tough, that toughness. Him and Marcus Smart were like the guys in Boston that like added the toughness there for a couple of years. Um, he is a bit of a knucklehead though, so it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an yeah. interesting uh, dynamic. Um, speaking of knuckleheads, the Detroit Pistons traded Andre Drummond. To the Cleveland Cavaliers in exchange for John Henson, Brandon Knight, um, and a Cleveland or Golden State Warriors 2023 second round pick. Um, who wants to take this one? Who cares? I don't care. I <laughs> honestly don't care. It's it's like, yeah, what does this do for anybody? So stupid. The exciting thing is that Brandon Knight gets to go back to his old team. Like Andre Drummond has to go from one shitty city to another one, like, just, you know, like, dude, like. One trash organization to another one. It doesn't make the Cavaliers any better. It doesn't give them any hope for the future. The team is very bad. Yeah, very. And also, like, what, so uh, are we just, like, while everybody's zagging, we're zigging, we're just going to play Kevin Love and Andre Drummond together and just dominate the boards? Like, it's literally, I mean, and I know Blake's been hurt pretty much all year. For the Pistons, but like, I mean, what's the difference between this and like, like Blake is a little bit better of a playmaker and ball handler than Kevin Love. But outside of that, like, what what is the difference? Like, you literally just became a worse version of the Pistons, who are not that good to begin with. Yeah, it's yeah. This is so. So I was listening to a couple podcasts in preparation for this, and like reading a couple things. So ultimately, the Pistons suck. We knew they were trading somebody. Because of Blake Griffin's injury situation, it couldn't be him. Andre, Andre Drummond was the only one <clears throat> who realistically was going to move. We knew he was going to move. In theory, you would have assumed that they would have done right by him and traded him to 
you know, a, a contender. Like there were some teams out there, like there were some Boston rumors. There were some other teams that were like looking for a center um, that, that could potentially have used the services. The thing is like, look, Andre Drummond is a fantasy God. Okay. Yeah. That guy, he is going to put up, like he has led the NBA, not only in rebounding, but in offensive rebounding in particular for the last like three years in a row, he is a dominant force um, as a rebounder. And I mean, he's an 18 and 18 guy, like literally like a 18 and 18 guy. Um, and I, 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 in my lifetime have never seen anybody who put up such empty stats. He's just not a, he's not a winning player. Like there's only been a few good seasons for Detroit. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple seasons ago where they played Cleveland, lost in the first round and last year they lose in the first round. Um, you kind of knew something was happening to trade him to Cleveland is weird. And like, what makes this trade even weirder is like all you got was like, like this was literally just a salary dump. It was, yeah. we don't want to pay him next year. Whatever you can give us. For, did any of you guys know that John Henson was still in the league? Nope. I had no idea. No, I, 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 truly, I thought he was gone. Uh, I forgot. I also, also want to say this. I frequently confuse uh, John Henson with uh, uh, Jim Henson. Do it all the time. <laughs> With who? Oh, Ed Davis. Um, with, with Ed Ed Davis. Oh, like, interesting. They, they, did, they did both play at North Carolina. Um, they are like sort of the same. They're like the same guy. Yeah. Like, like long, they don't really look. Deep. They don't really look alike. But like I just no. confused the two of them because they both they were on the same teams at North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, they like play the same position. They play the exact same style of basketball. Uh and like I was like, oh nice. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I was like, I thought, I thought John Henson was in Utah. And then I was like, wait, no, that's Ed Davis. Wait, I forgot John Henson. <laughs> like, this is like my, like literal reaction to this to, to John Henson being part of this trade. Yeah, this is such a weird trade. The the worst part for me is like, if you're gonna blow it up, let Derrick Rose go, man. Not Derrick Rose just fucking trapped in Detroit unless they buy him out, which I really fucking hope so because this fucking sucks for him. And on the Cleveland side. Yeah. <clears throat> you assume that this trade means they're going to buy out Tristan Thompson. And immediately after the trade deadline's over reports out of Cleveland say, we are definitely not buying out Tristan Thompson. He will finish out the season. So, Hey, Tristan Thompson, congratulations. You just got benched. Uh, which look, whatever. Tristan Thompson's not an all-star, but he was having a good season. The, he hates being in Cleveland. Kevin Love hates being in Cleveland. Honestly, I feel bad for Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Like you come into the league and like you just come into this, especially Colin Sexton. Like you come into the league, you get drafted by a team that at the time has LeBron James and you're thinking you're going to be playing with LeBron. And then you just come into this shit situation where everybody hates each other and they're all mad all the time and everybody wants to get traded. And now you've got Andre Drummond and he doesn't want to be there. And it's just a fucking nightmare in Cleveland. Just, ugh, it's a dumpster fire, man. I just need yeah, Kevin Love to get fat so him and Andre Drummond can get 40 and 40 and still lose by 40. They're going to dominate the boards, but that's because they're going to be missing so many goddamn shots. Yeah. <laughs> well, now what's going to end up happening is is Garland and, and Sexton are just going to be jacking up shots. They're not even going to try to get assists anymore because their, their thought process will be like, it doesn't matter if that we suck at shooting because the two behemoths down low will get the ball for us. Yeah, it's disappointing. Like, I, was, I was hoping that Tristan Thompson got bought out and maybe signed with the Celtics or like – or the, something to that extent. It's it's uh yeah. That it's, literally anything would have happened. Uh, it's fucking weird. 
The Cavaliers would be a very good team in 1994. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they would yeah, be yeah. a top tier team in 1994. Yeah. The unfortunate part point. for them is it's not 1994, it's 2020 and they are really really bad. Yeah, I mean they've got three guys that the current that don't fit in the current NBA. Like even Kevin Love was just like 1994 was only 16 years ago. Nope. Jokes on me. 26 years ago, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we're getting old. Um, are there any other trades that we're not talking about that we should? I'm still under 30, bro. Not me, dude. Likewise. Uh, well, Hey, real quick, Tad, how do you feel? Uh, James Ennis is a magic. No, I know magic. How do you feel about I, that, bud? Uh, didn't know, but, uh, great. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Great. There you go. Wonderful. They um, suck ass. I'm honestly, I, I'm at the point where I just don't want to root for them anymore. I mean, I don't like, I to some degree don't even root for them that much. Like the NBA is such a player driven league that like, I just root for players. It's like, I root for like a random assortment of teams. Like they are my team, but like I watched the game against Boston last night and I was just like, God damn, this team doesn't even move the needle for me. I honestly was flipping between that and Iowa getting blown out against Purdue. And I was like, <laughs> Iowa was down by like 25 points at one time. And I was like, I'd rather watch this game. Like yeah. there's just nobody only outside of Markel Fultz and like Jonathan Isaac is shut down for the season. So yeah, like, that sucks clear on that. Um, like they suck. Like Vucevic sucks. Boring. Fournier sucks. Like every time we took a shot last night, I was like, that's off. That's I'm off. Sh- that's- I'm shocked that they didn't trade Fournier today. Yeah. They didn't really do much. All they did was the trade for, for Ennis. I mean, for whatever reason, our last two front offices have been Hornier for Fournier, and I don't understand. <laughs> like, I really just I, – I don't understand. Like, uh, the team as currently constructed is just not very good. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. I'm going to stop talking about it because nobody cares. Fuck. I don't even care either. Yeah. I, I, I literally – I don't know if you guys watch Always Sunny, but uh, there's an yes. episode of Always Sunny – where uh, Charlie or uh, D and Dennis are like hanging out, and Dennis is like, "Hey D, Charlie's coming over," and she's like, "I don't care," and he's like, "Ah shit, I don't care either." <laughs> That's literally how I feel about Orlando, I just could not like. It, it's, it's whatever, crazy. dude. Like even if we make the playoffs as eight seed, we'll get bounced right away. Who like they're just they're boring. They don't have any fun players. Aaron Gordon stinks. Vucevic stinks. Fournier stinks. The only two fun players are Jonathan Isaac, who's out for the rest of the season, and Markel Fultz, who I'm hoping turns into a star. But, like, I sit and I'm like, look at Victor Oladipo. Look at how good he is. Look at how good Demata is. We traded those guys for fucking Serge Ibaka. Like, I'm going to get mad. I'm going to It's a smart move. Really quick, guys, uh, there are two things I do want to talk about. One, uh, this guy here on the Reddit – uh, thread one of the trades was the New York Hope <laughs> and retirement receipt Steve Mills. Oh God, <laughs> that's good. Okay, uh, so... and the other thing, go ahead. Oh, well, no, no. Talk about Steve Mills. Oh, go for it, dude. They can fire all the front office people that they want. It'll never get better until uh, James Dolan and his fucking kazoo sell the team. Um, having said that, they are going to offer. Uh, Masai Ujiri, uh, a king's ransom to come to take over that team. No, they're not. And why did no, you think they just that? got? They just uh, signed Leon Rose today, this morning. Yeah, Leon Rose just got what? signed today. Yeah, that <laughs> happened today. To be like, fair to myself, I was I was at a, an offsite thing for work all day, so like I was getting notifications through you guys, and I wasn't like really following <laughs> along. 
think, yeah, they, uh, okay, uh, that makes sense. So for the uh, listeners, if you were on an offsite like Tad, the Knicks, uh, a lot of rumors yesterday came out that the said Knicks that they were going to offsite. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they're they're on a they're on a, a, a fucking oh, god damn it! Come on, Jay, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> anyways, anyways, the Knicks. That's honestly that's what I say. That is, it's funny that you say, "Come on, Jay, you fucking idiot," because like when I am getting frustrated about something <laughs> at home, you don't even have to be around, and like that's my response. Come on, Jay, you fucking idiot. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, as I was saying. There were reports coming out yesterday that the Knicks wanted to take the Lakers uh, Warriors approach of hiring a high power uh, sports agent to be their new president of basketball operations because um, it seems to be successful for other people. So why not uh, copy? And uh, they chose to sign Leon Rose, who also brought his very good friend Worldwide West to Worldwide West. Worldwide West to the New York Knicks. Now, for the I forgot about Worldwide West, man. Uh-huh. Worldwide mm-hmm. West was a move has been for years a mover and shaker. Like that motherfucker just knows everybody around basketball circles. Now works for the Knicks. Um I want to remind the listeners that the New York Knicks currently have an interim head coach in place and the University of Kentucky has they've been just okay over the last couple of years. Cal Perry's done a pretty solid job there. It's probably looking for an opportunity to come back to the NBA. Don't be surprised that John Calipari is coaching the New York Knicks last next year because him and Leon Rose and World Wild West are basically best friends. Um, I do I will say I do like them bringing those two on because like those guys, Leon Rose is a very well respected agent in the NBA. Uh, uh, at, at one point. Um, was LeBron James agent um, has has represented many many NBA All Stars uh, and superstars over the last decade and a half, um, and now comes in having very well established relationships with people throughout the NBA. Reports are that the Knicks are going to bring in some people that actually understand basketball operations to <laughs> to help uh, Mr. Rose in his efforts along with Worldwide West, but. Damn it! If I'm not excited, <laughs> just I mean everybody well, hates hey, the Knicks, and if anybody can well smooth it over, it's worldwide continuing. west. Yeah. It, also, like this this morning when they had announced that, I was like, "What the fuck, worldwide west?" I was <laughs> like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Holy shit! Damn. It was just like such a, like a damn. I completely forgot about that. The yeah. Knicks, the Knicks are just sad. <laughs> The best part is they didn't even they didn't even fire Steve Mills. They just they put him on the board. As as I as I texted you guys the other day, like the arrogance and like hubris of Knicks fans make me not feel bad for them. Yeah. Uh, But but like, god damn, they're (laughs) fucking terrible. So bad. That is a joke of a how. Okay, what is astounding to me. The Lakers are a shit show. They got LeBron only because LeBron wanted to go to L.A. to set himself up for post-retirement. That is 100% the only reason LeBron went to L.A. Yeah. Had nothing to do with the Lakers. Had yeah. Nothing to do with their history. None of that. The Lakers have been a poorly managed franchise for the better part of the past decade. The Chicago Bulls have been a poorly managed franchise for the better part of the last decade. The Knicks have been a poorly run franchise for the better part of roughly 52 years. Um, yeah. 
like what what their last championship is seventy eight. I'm pretty sure. Seventy three is correct. Seventy three. Seventy three. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. The Knicks have been a terrible franchise for the better part of fifty seven years, um, <laughs> and so like I just don't understand how these big market teams can be. Those are the three largest markets in in the United States. How are these teams consistently so bad? Yeah, and run by such poor management. And I think the answer is that because they're in such large markets, like I've gone to Bulls games when the Bulls were absolutely fucking atrocious, like they are this year. And the arena still full. People still go. People still buy tickets. Yep. And so, like, when you're still making money, like, what incentive do you have to be good? I think that's the reason. Um, but like, I just, I, I really don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. That's fair. I agree. Um, yeah, whatever. There was one more I wanted to talk about really quick. I guess in a sense, either one of these, but I think more, how do you guys feel Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson the third are now Philadelphia bound? Yeah. Give a shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fuck. cool. Same thing with the same thing with Jabari and Sacramento now. Yeah. Cause we talked about Dwayne Dedman, but like, I'd like to quote Jay Cutler when I say, don't care. Yeah. Understandable. There it is. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move on to the next subject. Um, Damian Lillard has been on a tear, well, on an absolute tear. Um, over a six-game period, my man has averaged 45 points per game and 10 assists over his last six games. I think that's maybe fluctuated a little bit since I first read that stat. Um, but he has been playing out of his mind as of late. Um, where does he rank among point guards in the NBA, in your guys' opinion? We don't I feel like he's just he's he's commonly ignored um in a lot of ways until he does things like this. Like people tend to forget about him because he does play in a smaller market. Not and frankly, me. Portland is shit this Not year. Me. Yeah, but like the greater NBA media like forgets about him. Also, by the way, he's fucking performing at the halftime show at the All-Star game, which I'm fucking pumped yeah. about. That's fucking awesome. Um <clears throat> in any case. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, guys. Really quick. For the Lakers Rockets game, James Harden versus JaVale McGee for the tip off. I'm so sorry. I wanted to look up some something for Damian Lillard, and that just popped up. That is how the game started. James Harden against JaVale McGee. That game is also 63-63 at half. Are you kidding me? Bro, this is the shit though. Like Bill said. Bill Simmons was just tweeting like nonstop while we were on here. And I was just getting notification after notification. He was just like, this is why the ratings are going down. This is some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. And again, we are getting dangerously close to early two thousands basketball. Uh huh. I completely yeah. agree. Yep. Where it's just I was like, just thinking, I was literally watching. I don't remember who I was watching the other day. Uh, fuck. I, I can't remember who I was watching the other day. And I thought, Holy shit. This reminds me of like, Fuck, who, what game? It was something. I mean, it might have been James Harden. No, it wasn't the Rockets. God, fuck. I don't even remember what game it was. But I was watching something and I was like, oh man, we are regressing very fast. And the problem is, I'll tell you why we're, we're regressing because every NBA team currently just drafts guys based on potential. Yeah. And they don't yeah. draft like actually like fundamentally skilled basketball players. And I know that makes me sound like old guy. 
but like yeah. that's literally what happens. Like there's so many guys that in the in the league these days that are just like unbelievable like athletic freaks, but are just like horrific basketball players. Well, that and they're 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 drafting so many guys and building teams around the potential to shoot three pointers. Yeah. And then it just becomes this like, yeah, you know what? He's got a stroke that looks like a stroke that could be a stroke that he hits a lot of three-pointers. And then it just becomes this game of like back and forth, this fucking ping pong game of like, I'm going to shoot a three and you're going to shoot a three and then you're going to shoot a three and then I'm going to shoot a three. And then we're going to be on a fast break, but guess what? I'm pulling up for three and oh, wait, now I'm going to try to shoot from the logo. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's not all bad, but there's some of this shit where, like, granted, fucking Dame pulled up from the logo the other day, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, with the, like but here's with, the difference. With the, this is what I'm gonna in, say. with the hand in his face. There's something I'm going to say, because this will get us back into Damian Lillard specifically. Damian Lillard is probably the second best point guard in the league right now. I agree with that. Yeah. Luca. He's a... Yeah, Luca. Luca's yeah. okay. considered That's, a point guard. Because my, my point was going to be that, that Dame was... I, you know what? No, I take Damian Lillard over Luca. Yeah, I think so. Nah, can't yeah. do that. But I think damn so. good. He's damn good. They're both. Good. They're both incredible. One A, one B. I'm comfortable. With and that. I will also. I will say this. They, I, it's because of the gaudy numbers, but Damian Lillard should have been a starter instead of James Harden. Fuck. I the, the numbers um, are That that said, um, here's the thing. This is why I say Damian Lillard over Luca. I love Luca. That's there's no. I also love Damian Lillard. I have made that both of those points very clear on this very podcast. Check the tapes. Yes, that I can confirm. I've been here. You told me I've been there. I need to win one game. I need, I have to win one game. Who am I? I'm I taking Damian Lillard. I, I like that. I, Dame Dame has been like. I often. I often dream about a world where Dame got drafted by an Eastern Conference team and played his entire career in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, like Orlando. Yeah, I maybe. And then I have to call a doctor because it lasts for way longer than four hours. <laughs> got to gotta put a match out on it. Um, oh, I've never thought about that. I usually just dunk it in a, in a tub full of ice cold water. Yeah, try the other way. Uh, just go real, real hot, real hot. Um, yeah, I always like, I always thinking about that. I'm always thinking about that because, like, realistically speaking, like, he'll never start an all star game. It's just never going to happen. He's been snubbed so many times for all-star games where it's just like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like yeah. the amount of times, like where he had like big at like crazy second halves because he got snubbed as an all-star and just like went off. Like he, the amount of disrespect. What I love about Dame though is um, I was reading a story about him recently. I forget who wrote it. Um, but the dude was like, he went to a barbecue that Dame throws every year in Oakland in the neighborhood he grew up in neighborhood he grew up in. And like Dame was like, there's one guy in this league that like I look at as like the gold standard for how I want my career to be, and that's Dirk. He's like I look at him, and I'm like I, I respect the shit of what uh, uh, like uh, I respect the shit out of what he did because like he just stood by, he stood pat, and he ended up getting a championship. And yeah, like could he have gotten many championships elsewhere? Yeah, if he had left, he probably would have put himself in a better situation in other places. But he waited it out. He was patient, and like no matter what, he ride or die for Dallas even took pay cuts. And he's like, that's, he's like, I want to win a championship in Portland. Like, that's what I want. And he'll never leave. And I fucking love him. I love Damian Lillard. He is an absolute monster. And I completely agree with Ted. Like in terms of like guys who like truly have ice in their veins, like game on the line, I'm going Dame. He just has it. hundred percent. And he, and he solidified that last year with how he just, how he just destroyed the Thunder's world. Like that, that, one of the, coolest fucking shots i've ever seen 
Amazing. Oh my God. Just amazing. I, I will, I will fucking continue saying this. I die. Bob and I were watching the game and I said, Oh, he's going to shoot it and win it from three. I was like, he's going to hit a far ass three and bow in his fucking face. One oh, of the that coolest, was such a good, one of the coolest oh, such a good moment. I think that, that shot's right up there with the, uh, the Curry shot against uh, OKC. When he just pulled up from like mm-hmm. two steps beyond half court, like yeah. they didn't, yeah, the timeout and everything, and he just brought it up. There was still like six seconds left on the clock, and he just bombed that for that was incredible. Um, I also just sent you guys a hilarious tweet, so I was just scrolling Twitter momentarily, <laughs> and uh, okay. good one. Um, I did want to add, I wanted to throw uh, this out me, there. Let me read it out loud oh, for the um, there was a, a tweet that uh, said, uh, uh, the U.S. has fallen to the uh, like eighth like the number eight ranked country in the world. And somebody quote tweeted and said, Oh, great. Now we got to play the bucks in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's very good. That's funny. It's funny, Um, but sad. It is. Yes. Question for you guys. Historically, who does Dame's career remind you most of at this point in his career? Allen Iverson. Interesting. Explain. I mean, he's missing the finals appearance, but he took that, he dragged that team kicking and screaming to the Western Conference finals last year. Uh, he is an unbelievable scorer and a supreme talent on a team that has never really surrounded him with a lot of other good talent. Like, uh, fucking CJ McCollum is his Eric Snow. I mean, he's better than Eric Snow, but like the, the point stands. Uh, like Eric Snow was like the only other good player on that team, and then like you've got like your Nurkic, who's like your, uh, your like Matumbo or like your uh, Matt Geiger, if you will. Ooh. Shout out to Matt Geiger. There's no, a that's the name I haven't, haven't thought heard of in a, in a long time. How about uh, Todd uh, Todd McCullough? It, 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 it would be him, or I mean, the other comparison would be Tracy McGrady. I I'm glad you said that because that's what came to my head. Because, but now Tracy McGrady couldn't win in the playoffs, you know. The only time Tracy McGrady won playoff series is when he was with the Spurs. Yeah. yeah. I actually – so I, I like the Allen Iverson comp. The only – my only gripe with it is that Allen Iverson was an MVP in the league. It was like multi-time all-star, first-team all-NBA, and Dame hasn't quite cracked that. Now, the, the talent level on both ends, like when you compare their careers, is very different. Somebody that came to mind for me was – and we actually had a pretty heated conversation about this the other day was Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller to yeah, me. Yeah, that's who I was going to say. Reggie or even Chris Webber to some extent. Like I think of those guys when I think of Dane's career as like, there was just a oh. lot of guys that played the same position as him that were just better for the majority of his career. Like he never started an all-star game. Like just was like just slightly below to some extent, but as like, as far as like the NBA was concerned, is an absolute stud and star in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'd say the career arc is comparable, but like to some degree. I'd and the after career arc. I think I think Tracy McGrady is probably a better – I think Tracy McGrady – that's a personal opinion. I just think Tracy McGrady is the best. I give it to Reggie Miller because Reggie, Reggie Miller also has hit the big game shots in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. In yeah. like critical moments, he's been able to – like, yeah, they're both – Player. Also, like Reggie Miller can fucking pull up from the logo. Please. True. Reggie Miller Reggie was Miller born. He was from the logo. Reggie Miller was born in the wrong decade. I feel bad for him. 
Oh yeah, if Reggie Miller now. was playing right now. No, actually, you know what? When you throw Reggie Miller out there, this is I. You guys are gonna scoff at this. I know you are, but he actually reminds me a lot of early career Ray Allen. Reggie uh, Miller or, or Damian Lillard? Dame, Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like people yeah, forget. I understand early, that because like Milwaukee Bucks and like early on in his tenure with the like people just remember Ray Allen as this like guy that shot threes on the Celtics and in, in, in Miami. But like, dude, he was a legit like slasher scorer, like all around player in yeah. Milwaukee and in and in uh, in um, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, so, that's so a good da- point. That's a good one. So Damian Lillard's gonna get traded to a team. And then hit the big threes for them. Yep, exactly. He's gonna Bang! win. Gonna win a championship as the third scorer on on a good team, um, which would be insane because he's definitely deserves to be more than the third the third option on the team. Yeah, he can be a one. He just has to have better pieces. He is a one. He's, yeah, he's no, I'm saying like he can be a one on a championship team. Just oh, for sure. Win. Yeah, they just got to build he's around him better. Um, all right, yeah. last topic of the night. So the all-star rosters are set. Nikki, can you uh, can you pull those up? I know you had them earlier. I got them right here, yeah. Beautiful. I got some. I sent you guys a funny Instagram. This Another one. Not... Hope I follow Instagram, Last one was a tweet. Right. This one's an Instagram. Oh, okay. All right, I'm gonna read off the team. You probably don't follow this great meme account. I don't. If you're not following Grape Juice Boys, I don't know what you guys are doing. I don't follow them, so we'll have to think about that one later. Uh, thank you. Um, so this is what we got for Team LeBron. His starting lineup was him, uh, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard. Team Giannis starting five: Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, obviously Giannis, Kemba Walker, and Trey Young. Team LeBron's reserves, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Demontis Sabonis, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Russell Westbrook. Team Giannis's uh, reserves, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, and Donovan Mitchell. I almost said Miltich. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, I, does anybody have a pick for the better roster? I mean, I have my choice, but LeBron. I mean, it's, LeBron's team is way better. It's East once, versus once again. West. It's like not even close. Uh, did you see though what? John, oh yeah, you're uh, right. Did you it's see what? Just the East versus West. He basically drafted. Yeah, you're did right. Did you see what Giannis said? Or they because like he didn't take Harden. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. He's like I want he, to he said, like I want a guy. Somebody pass me the ball. <laughs> I love it. I love it. James Harden very, very is good. What a what an interesting career. Just like what an, well, what an interesting Chuck, player. Apparently it was in response to something that Chuck said. Well, yeah, because Chuck, Chuck was like, "Oh, what? You don't want the dribbler?" You don't... <laughs> yeah, so he said, "You don't want the dribbler." You don't want the dribbler. You don't want the you don't you don't want the dribbler. He's like, uh, uh, "I want somebody who's gonna pass me the ball." <laughs> <laughs> and look, to his amazing. to his credit, Kemba and Trey will pass him the ball, and uh, yes, will not. Here's here's what I will say: There was a couple years there where Steph's team looked a lot weaker than LeBron's, and they. They got really close and won well, the, on one occasion. The thing is, though, like, it's just – it's a fucking all-star game. Like, nobody's trying, so it's just, like – Yeah. I mean, I feel bad It'll for Giannis. It'll be fun to see with the new rules. I feel bad for Giannis because he has Jimmy Butler, and who's notorious for drinking too much the night before and then just not playing. So, uh, <laughs> that's just – you're going to be down a player, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, a couple first-timers. Yeah. I had team – I mean, Dame – Kawhi, Luca, CP3, Ben Simmons, 
Russ, who always takes the game way too serious. I wonder if there's going to be any trades. Yeah. <laughs> Last year there was a trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I I don't know who the last – I know they, they televised it. I don't know who the last pick in the draft was. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Oh, was it? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell was the last pick for um, Giannis, and DeMontis was the last one for LeBron. Oh, interesting. Huh. Jeez. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, LeBron, once again, he's just he's he's just had so much practice as a GM, you know? He just had so much practice. He understands. He gets it. Oh, boy. This has been a long-ass yeah. episode. <laughs> it really has. Well, it's a trade Travis, deadline. My attention has been waning as I've been sending you memes and tweets. <laughs> I'm tired. I had a long day. I was off-site for work. Well, it's I sat, it's I what, sat in, uh, 11 o'clock at night for you guys. Yes, it's late. So, All right, well. Up for a while. Yeah, let's go ahead and plug, and let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up, shall we? Sounds good to you me. You can follow me on Twitter at TadHall underscore. Boom. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza. That's right. And you can follow me at J underscore Keelas on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on TikTok at It's J Keelas. Make sure to check out that new episode of EA Love. We went to Pauly G's, had some Detroit style pizza. It was amazing. Um, you can follow MBA at that's true. You can follow MBA at MBA Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, please don't forget to give the podcast a five star rating and review. We'd greatly appreciate it. it. Just helps us get in the rankings, help people find us. I was talking about the podcast today. Just found out recently, Jake Hilas is taking over the Act Campaign podcast. So uh, pretty pumped about that. This uh, this podcast. Ooh, while an episode. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, this podcast, while it has not it while it has made me no money at all, uh, you know, it's opened me up to some opportunities. So that's cool. Um, all right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. Bye. Peace.